These are groundbreaking stories of South Africans with severe medical conditions and the innovative teams that have brought about miracles to help them. Welcome to Medical Miracles with Barbara Friedman. Dr. Llewellyn Parayachi is one of just three pediatric neurosurgeons in South Africa and they're all based at Red Cross Children's Hospital, the only standalone pediatric neurological unit in the country. Now he's come up with a groundbreaking technique for the early detection of brain swelling and the chance to treat kids much earlier. We see lots of children coming here with a diverse range of neurological diseases. Most of them really present with a common feature that's a buildup of pressure in the brain. And diagnosis of that condition is really difficult, clinically. To make a conclusive diagnosis, one has to do an MRI or CT scan, facilities which are just not available at the level of primary health care facilities like clinics and day hospitals. And, and most children end up presenting a lot later than they should have if we were able to diagnose this at the appropriate time. One toddler's plight really moved him and was the final catalyst for his idea. I've seen too many children present too late, but I've actually highlighted the fact of one specific child who arrived with us a lot later than he should have. And by the time he arrived, he's headed, inflated to the size of a, of a basketball. And it was a shock, you know, even, I mean, we see some shocking things, but even in that context, we were sort of taken back completely. And in South Africa, even in the modern day, that should never happen. But it, it certainly served to flag our system and the limitations that we have diagnosing this. I mean, if this kid had been diagnosed right at the beginning, we would have treated him, we would have, he would have had an operation and would not have had to be put through all of it. The little boy was just two years old by the time he arrived at Red Cross. And the mother had taken this child to a number of day hospitals and primary clinics and she was actually exhausted from seeking help. And eventually, when you know he'd reached this stage, nobody could do anything for him. We couldn't do anything. The team did all they could, but unfortunately, with prolonged buildup of pressure on the brain, much of the damage is irreversible. We put a shunt into him and we managed to bring his head down a little, or significantly, but you can't fix that. It's just too broken, if you like. And um, so we brought the head space down and we've looked at managing options, but you know, the risks of doing a major operation in this kid were too high. The little boy has survived and is doing as well as can be expected but he'll never be able to lead a completely normal life. He really crept into the hearts of the neurosurgical team. He was the cutest little kid you've ever seen, you know. As soon as we walked into his room, he'd see us and feel this need to impress us and he'd start counting from one to 20. It's the most incredible story. And, and everybody just warmed to this kid unbelievably. It was the final push Dr. Parayachi needed to speed up the work he'd embarked on in the hope it would prevent other children from ending up in the same situation. This particular case will always, no matter where I end up, stick in my head as one that's kind of shifted my momentum towards this particular uh, diagnostic technique. The child had hydrocephalus. It can be caused by infections. Hydrocephalus is a buildup of fluid in the brain. It's one of the commonest causes in our setting for raised pressure. So it's one of the things that we would focus this diagnostic technique primarily on. So pick up hydrocephalus as a cause of raised pressure, particularly for kids like this. Um, so generally, this kid would picked up early and presented early. We would do a procedure to divert that's that fluid in the brain to a part of the body where it would be absorbed, and the vast majority of these kids then go on to lead virtually normal lives. 
The technique Dr. Pariachi is refining uses ultrasound. So ultrasound really means above the audible human frequency. And what fascinates me the most about this is that it's a completely natural phenomenon. So, so bats accolade to, to use ultrasound to direct themselves. You know, dolphins communicate. It, it's a natural phenomenon. It's been around as long as mankind. And um, all we're doing is we're using this completely natural phenomenon, refined slightly as a diagnostic tool. And if you put that in context of other diagnostic tools like CT scans, which have a massive dose of radiation, which has distinct side effects, particularly in young kids in the developing neurological system, it is even more appealing that we use this particular type. So there are so many, so many reasons why we've pursued this specific diagnostic tool, and, and especially in our setting. When I say our setting, I mean sub-Saharan Africa, and even further afield. You know, you need something that's ubiquitous, something that nearly every center has. Not all centers have a CT scan, but virtually every single center has an ultrasound machine. The principle of ultrasounds used to monitor pregnancy is the same, with a few modifications. Ultrasound is based on the principle of sound waves that are propagated into, for example, the substance of the brain and then reflected. And it's this reflective measurement that's translated into an image. The images have improved enormously in recent years. So you actually get images that are comparable to an MRI scan at the moment, which is a massive stride. And it's a lot cheaper. MRI and CT machines are expensive, and there are not many of them outside of specialized centers. Cost is a limiting factor, but the infrastructure is a further limiting factor, and every MRI scan has a waiting list. So you, if you're a child who's been seen at a primary clinic, by the time you actually get an MRI scan, you know, there, there's a huge amount of time that's lost, because for every 10 MRI scans that you do, probably five or six are normal scans. Whereas here, if we were able to implement this the way we want to, we'd filter these kids out specifically, you know. We'd be able to say, listen, this kid's pressure is high and he needs a scan. So in, 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 in fairness, we'd be able to limit the amount of unnecessary MRI scans we do as well. MRI scans are also challenging to do on little kids and babies. So for children, they need to lie still for anywhere between half an hour and 45 minutes, and children will just not do that. So for every, virtually every MRI scan we get, we need the kids to have a general anesthetic. So that's a full-on general anesthetic for an MRI scan, which needs to be done in a lot of cases. But if they can screen and filter out kids who really need the MRI scans, they can save not only enormous costs, but also spare kids unnecessary anesthetics and high doses of radiation. He says they're using the ultrasound technique more and more on kids, the probe is placed over a closed eye. Closed eye, a little bit of gel over the eye, and the whole thing takes you know, anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. The modified ultrasound technique needs to be very accurate, and that's the challenge for Dr. Pariachi and the engineers he's working with on refining the ultrasound tool. You don't want to miss children who have the condition. You'd rather over-diagnose them, but you don't want to miss them. And that's where our, you know, our, our modified techniques, technique comes into play because it's refined the accuracy significantly and, we'd ex and then we expect the next step of our study will refine it further. It's a collaborative study spearheaded by Dr. Pariachi through the University of Cape Town and a group of Norwegian engineers. These engineers have taken the medical requirements for the tool outlined by Dr. Pariachi and are creating this new modified device. 
The idea of using the eye to measure intracranial brain pressure or ICP via an ultrasound machine is not entirely new. What they do is they, they measure the width of what's called the optic nerve sheath. It's, it's a balloon-shaped structure at the back of the eye that connects the eye to the brain. So as the pressure in the brain goes up, it inflates that balloon. So what the ultrasound does is it measures the size of that balloon, the balloon structure at the back of the eye. So the wider that balloon structure, the higher the ICP generally. But he says that it's not absolutely accurate or reliable. So he's taken this a step further in refining the accuracy. We found a way of measuring not only the width of the structure, but the stiffness in the wall of the structure. So now you can differentiate a wide balloon that's under pressure from a wide balloon that's not under pressure. Dr. Pariachi believes this additional parameter that they've added will create the accuracy needed for this to become a standalone diagnostic tool. And he wants to make it as accessible and simple to use so the diagnosis is made as early as possible in every clinic and day hospital in South Africa. So this diagnostic tool would be groundbreaking in two regards. One, patients with ICP would be picked up far earlier and then be sent for a full MRI in good time. And two, unnecessary and expensive MRIs could be avoided by filtering out kids whose intracranial pressure is actually normal. But in addition, Dr. Pariachi has always wanted to find ways that are less invasive surgically. The gold standard for diagnosing raised pressure is a surgical procedure. So we drill a hole in the skull, we place the catheter into the brain and actually measure the pressure. That's the gold standard. So it's not even MRI scan or CT scan. But he says a significant number who go through the surgical procedure end up having normal pressure. So if this invasive method can be avoided in some children, it would be a big breakthrough. If the intracranial pressure or ICP is raised, then doctors know something like a lesion or tumor is growing in the brain. And the consequences of delayed diagnosis can often be fatal. This new diagnostic technique is getting a lot of support and interest locally and internationally. Dr. Pariachi says it will get more and more refined with time. Really, you know, what, what we're most excited about is this, this new dynamic technique. So in time, we hope to refine the accuracy, but also simplify the technique. So it's not limited to specialized centers like ours, but um, you know, a nurse or a primary care practitioner in a day hospital could use this. And we've, we've, we've compared this to using a thermometer to measure temperature. Um, and we hope to refine it down to that level of simplicity. So you could make this diagnosis at the very basic level and these kids will then be referred to us a lot earlier. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Medical Miracles. Visit 702.co.za for more intriguing stories.